Welcome to the People, Passion, and Purpose podcast, where you will hear from creative small business owners in the trenches every single day, talking story, talking lessons, talking failures, talking truth. I'm your host, Nina L. Kovner. Thank you so much for joining us. Welcome, Katie Tyler, to the podcast. Katie is a hairdresser, educator, salon owner, and leader of two awesome salons in Texas. Katie, welcome. Thank you so much for opening up your Sunday morning to us. I'm so grateful to have you. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited that you asked me on. Yay. Thank you. Thank you. So let's dive into it because I have a ton of questions for you. Uh, What inspired you uh, to get into hairdressing? What brought you into this beautiful business? Well, it's funny because, you know, you always hear about these like amazing hairstylists that are like, I've been doing hair since I was 11 years old. I was doing my mom's root color, you know, (laughs) Uh, I, I was not that. Um, I actually, I ended up, I went to college for a couple of years. Um, that was the wish of my parents. Because, you know, they thought, of course, that you can't make any money doing hair, yes. um, which is super cute of them. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so now they're like, wow, we had no idea that, you know, it could be such an awesome industry. Um, so I, I kind of I, I went to college and quickly realized that that just wasn't my path. And I wanted to do something more creative. And I was like, well, I've, I've always been interested in, you know, in hair, you know, like I get my hair done. Right. It's really the, and so, and so I was like, I went to, um, the Aveda Institute in Minneapolis where they give such a good education and the training is really top notch and, um, I really excelled there. And so I quickly realized that that was definitely the right path for me. And so I never looked back. It's been a great ride. Wow. Have you always wanted to be a salon owner when you had that like first experience in beauty school, did you know early on that you wanted to be a salon owner and then uh, owner of two salons? Well, so I come from a family of entrepreneurs, so it's definitely not um, as scary of a idea for, for me and my family. It's just kind of what we do. Um, so that wasn't, necessarily the initial plan. I knew that it would be a long time for that to happen, but I figured that it probably would someday. So yeah. And it's I been love great. that you have that entrepreneurial gene. Yes. I love it too. It's, we're very, um, business minded people and really like nimble and like what, you know, what we do. So I what was kind of raised. What, what do you think is is there something that like some sort of traits or or things that you saw early on as as a young person is it is it courage is it is it you said nimble what other what is it what is it about you and people like you that just dive in to shit when others are like oh my god i could never it's the lack of fear mm. you know so 
I remember when I was um, opening the first salon and I was super stressed about, you know, what was going to happen? You know, what if it fails? What if it doesn't go as planned? And my mom was like, well, you just filed bankruptcy. <laughs> like, it's not a big I was like, okay, well, when you put it like that, how can you argue? So I I don't think I'm going to have to file bankruptcy, you know? No, no, um, no. Yeah. So it's just that lack of fear and yeah, courage. A lot of courage. Yeah. I like to, I like to think of, you know, I feel like fear for me, fear is legit. I think I wake up daily with some level of fear. For me, what allowed me to take that next step with Passion Squared is, is, is really, okay, so I'm afraid, but look at all the opportunity I have to help other people. And I see that so much in you, you know, watching you as a leader and business owner is, is you have put that passion for building and growing other people ahead of any of the challenges, because we know ownership and leadership comes with lots of challenges. Um, you seem yeah. to put the people in, you know, ahead of that fear. Yeah. Or whatever. That's my favorite part. Sure. Like I have, um, three of my, my employees, Silas and my commission salon, um, three right now, all at the same time are buying their first homes. And that just like makes my heart explode. Like I'm so happy that they're, doing so well here that they can do that. You know, it's yeah. just so awesome. That's amazing. So. Okay. So let's talk about your, you, so you have two salons right now. One's employment based and one is lease based. So you are working with both models at the same time. Can you share with us a little bit about what inspired you to have both models and, um, are, is there anything you wish you would have known before opening either or both, whatever? Yeah. So that has always been my plan from day one was to do that. Um, just because that was the path of my career was to, you know, I started out in commission salons. I worked in commission salons for seven years and then I went to, I had to leave because I want, I was ready to rent. And so then I went to a different booth rental salon. Um, and then after that, I went into a suite prior to opening the salon. And so that's also on my radar is to eventually open like a suite um, type salon, because I think that that's just, you know, that's what some stylists, that's their path is yeah. to go that direction. Yeah. Yes. So, um, yeah, it was just, it was from, it was planned from the get go to do that. So we started out, what well, well, what we actually started out was that the original location is that we were a hybrid salon. So there were these renters that I had worked with in the past that I knew would be a good fit in into a hybrid salon because I think that that's delicate. I think that it doesn't always work no. depending on, it, you know, it's actually, I think, very, very hard to find yes. that. And so I had these handful of renters who I knew would be great, who I knew would work. They're, they're still with me, all of them. Um, and so, and they're such great, like mentors that I wanted for, you know, some of the, the commission stylists to have something to like look up to as well. So, 
So um, I brought them in. So we were a hybrid. And then the plan was to open a second location nearby that um, would be the rental salon and then they would be split. So that's exactly what we did. It has worked amazing. The um, transition was completely seamless. And, you know, it just it went really well. And so both salons now are they're just killing it in both locations. So, um, obviously the rental salon is, is easier to, to manage because, well, really I'm not managing, I'm landlording over there. (laughs) So, um, they're definitely a lot easier. The commission salon definitely is like much more from like a time and emotional, um, financial perspective. Um, but that's okay. You know, that's, I enjoy it. Yeah. Um, so I guess really like to one of the biggest things that I wasn't prepared for with the, the kind of commission environment was, um, the HR part, Mm. you know, I thought, (laughs) I thought day one that the hard part would be like the clients, you know, (laughs) managing Boy, was I wrong. So, um, but I do have a great team of people, you know, like there's no issues with them. They're just, you know, people. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah, that's, that's really, I think, um, been the biggest thing I needed to learn was all that stuff. Cause it doesn't come naturally to me, that part. I'm like, just show up, leave your ship, you know, at the door. <laughs> I mean, Rock up some hair, go home, you know, like, and it's just not that way all the time. So how do you navigate having these two businesses, even though obviously the models are different, the, the requirements are different in terms of you, but you are one person. You also are an educator. You also are still doing hair and you've got these two businesses. How do you navigate that? How do you pay attention to everybody? How do systems like do you have a leadership team that helps you keep it all together? Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah. So I definitely learned early on that I can't do it all. Mm. You know, I'm just like the typical Capricorn, like, you know, workhorse. And I learned that you can't, you can't with that many people. So I, um, I actually hired a gal, um, probably a year and a half ago. She's a client. I've done her hair for like 12 years and she's fabulous. And her kids were grown, grown up. So she's like, I'd kind of like to get back to work. And I was like, well, come in and work front desk a little bit, you know? And she's like, Oh my gosh, I would love that. You know? So she did, she works about, you know, for six months, she worked at the front desk and she just like excelled. So, Um, we moved her into a management position, um, about six months later and without her, I don't know what would happen. (laughs) It would be really, really hard. So I just, I'm so appreciative for her. That's necessary, I think. And then I've got, um, Michael, who's our um, director of cutting education. So I, you know, I was teaching all the classes every other Sunday. I was in the salon doing like all day classes with, um, you know, our, our junior team 
members and our assistants. And it was just getting to be too much time mm-hmm. involved for me. So I brought Michael in, who um, is just like the most amazing cutter I've ever seen. Um, and he took over all the cutting classes and he built all the curriculums. And so we kind of flip flop there. Um, he'll teach one class and then I'll teach the next. And it's really, really helped with that too. That's awesome. Speaking of, um, assistance, you have an amazing assistant program. Are there any words of wisdom you can share with us around working with and growing assistants? It's such a common question we get so often. It's really hard. Um, You know, I started in in my suite, I hired my first assistant and I really didn't know what I was doing. Um, Luckily, I have the lovely Amber O'Hara who kind of helped guide through of that navigate you know training wise kind of you know what to focus on um and so it was really really good to start with just one in that suite and start you know putting together the the classes and what we're going to be teaching and then um when the salon opened it was we were completely ready so um I think that the most important thing is making it so they are not just like the salon bitch, you know, the fastest way to, you know, lose these awesome people. Um, And, you know, part of the job is doing laundry, you know, it's just what it is. So, but making sure that, you know, I, I tell them all the time, if you have downtime, I want you watching everyone. Yes. One Emily, one day watch Trish, you know, and just hand them foils and get up in it. Um, so on a daily basis, it's really good that they're learning daily. And then we do our classes every other Sunday and every, the, the education calendar is planned for the year. Um, and we, they have to bring models for the classes. Sometimes we do extensions. Sometimes we do cuts. Sometimes color. Sometimes business, Instagram. Mm. Um, and so they're really getting, you know, everything. And the whole program is about a year. I've had a few that just like excelled so quickly that it was a little bit shorter than that, like eight or nine months. Um, but yeah, it's about a year program for them to get everything. And then by the time we have them going on the floor, they are ready. Like they, they are ready to take our clients here. Like, you know, they, they know our, they know the way we do our foils. They know the way we do our balayage so that there's that consistency there, because I think that's really, really important. Oh yeah, absolutely. Come in and they're totally fine. Like they'll come, you know, one of my clients, they can't get in with me. They're totally fine to go to someone else. And it's worked really well. So I hear you saying that you, you obviously have a formal program, you have job descriptions, you have a training calendar, you have a clear on the content of that training. Um, That's That's the promise, right? That's the promise that if I come assist at abstract. Um, that's what's going to happen. And I, I, you know, and you and I have actually talked about this before. I think in my experience, I, I was, I was a salon bitch, but we called, 
we called my job shampoo chick. That was in the eighties. And I've talked about this before. It was my favorite job. I think still to this day, I loved it. I loved everything about it. And even though I did go to beauty school, I learned so much in that year that I assisted and did the laundry and swept the floors and booked clients. And this was pre-internet, pre-Instagram, pre-everything. And um, I learned, I learned so much. And um, I, I, I think that, that we have to get back to and understand that um, this is a job. This is a job and this is a promise on behalf of your brand. And to just hire someone and just hope that they kind of get it is, is, is truly no. in, insanity. Okay. Let's talk about growing. So you guys are very, very um, strong on social, particularly Instagram. Can you share a little bit with us about when you got, when you jumped on the Instagram train and how social media or digital media or Instagram in, in particular ha- has helped your personal brand along with the abstract brand? Yeah, so I, I didn't get on Instagram until about a year prior to opening the salon. I, you know, I had a full clientele because I've been doing hair in this town for, you know, at that time, like 15 years. So it wasn't like I was trying to get all this new clientele. But after I met Amber, um, I learned, I learned a lot from her about Instagram early, early on. Um, and it really, I mean, I just started taking pictures and, and they weren't good pictures because I didn't know how to take a picture, you know, <laughs> but it, you know, I put it out there and then it just started growing. It was, it was really kind of like, cool. You know, I was like, wow, people like, like my pictures, you know? So, um, that was kind of the beginning of, um, the social media game for me personally. And then when I knew, um, that the salon was opening prior, like six months prior, I opened up the salon Instagram and I just started sharing my pictures to it and getting that up and running. So I think by the time the salon opened, you know, we had a pretty good little following Now, You know, of course, following doesn't matter because if your chairs are empty, then, then, you know, (laughs) it doesn't matter matter, like the, the follower count at all. But, um, you know, I definitely hit the radar of a lot of people in town. So, um, and then all my team, they just put out such amazing work and we've done, we do classes here in the salon about Instagram photography. I've actually, I hired a photographer to come in, um, one day and teach a class to them about how to take pictures. Um, Yeah. And, you know, a lot of a lot of these stylists, when they come here, they they don't know much about it. So when we do these classes, you know, we really just dive into like the hashtagging and the geotagging and all that stuff. And and they all jump on board. It's and I tell them I, I, I tell them if you want new clients here, you have to do it. Like, because if you're not, they're going to go to the stylists who are. Um, participating in it. So, you know, it's kind of not an option here just because the majority of our clients do come from Instagram. So, 
Um, so as far as, you know, my personal brand, it has done, I mean, gosh, everything. I mean, I met Amber through, you know, shout out to Amber. O'Hara, <laughs> who was our first guest on the podcast, by the way. She was? Yes. I watched her podcast. Yes. Amber was our launch episode. It's been about a year and a half. We love Amber. It's just, you know, able to make connections, you know, and um, it really, you know, I just signed on with Hair Talk Extensions as, um, they're hand tied expert, and we're launching hand tied extensions with them. I'm helping them build the curriculum. Um, it's super exciting. I'm, I'm I love that that company. So um, that wouldn't have happened if I wasn't, you know, doing doing the Instagram game. And then as far as the salon page, I mean, it's just I, I try and post at least five times a week. Um, you know, different pictures and I rotate all the stylists and every single new client that comes in the salon, it's when we ask, you know, where did you hear about us? It's either Instagram or Yelp. So, you know, it's awesome. I love that. I yeah. love how you've made it part of your culture. And that goes back to the discussion about the assistant program is that because you are so clear on the abstract brand, because you are so clear on the culture, that's what people are joining. As you said, you know, a question I get often is, how do I get my stylist to want to create content? Well, is it part of your culture? Is it part of your brand? Is it part of your training program? You're bringing in experts to train people on how to capture images more effectively. I mean, it's it's all interconnected. And and I, I love how it's all kind of come out in this conversation. Um, um, how it's connected. And I think we can see why one of the reasons why you've been so successful. Um, it's part of the promise. People s join that and say yes to it from the beginning. So um, that's a big part of obviously um, of, of creating any successful business. Um, so speaking of brand uh, and culture, what does purpose mean to you? Oh my gosh, that's a hard question. Purpose. I mean, it's all, I think, like, I know I've heard you say this before, like, um, you know, businesses sell shit, brands sell experiences, you know, mm -hmm. and that to me is like the brand purpose of our salon is delivering them an experience that they remember and that they will never want to leave. You mm. know, it's just, I mean, they come in, we have artwork on the walls. That's one of the things that we do is we um, promote local artists and that's definitely part of the brand is mm -hmm. that, that art factor. Um, and so just having like those sort of things in place makes that really easy for us. I love it. Yeah. I love it. Uh, do you have a favorite quote? My favorite quote is, if you're doing it right, not everyone is going to like you. Mm. Mm -hmm. do, you know, so, do you know where that quote came from? No, no. I mean, well. What do you love about it? Actually, you know, well, so I, I did have a, a business owner at one point did, before I opened the salon, did say that to me. I don't know where they got it from. <laughs> but, um, you know, I think that for me, that was really, really hard because I'm such a people pleaser. And <laughs> it's, that's one of the things that 
um, was a struggle is that, you know, there are times that some of the staff is like, you know, annoyed that I'm playing the same music on, you know, on the, on the salon playlist every day. It's like, <laughs> you know, it's like, I get it, but that's like our brand, you know, is such a huge part of the brand is like the music, you know, things like that. It's like, it's not always going to make everyone happy, but it's for the betterment of the brand and for the business and for the staff. They just, they, it takes them a little bit longer to realize it sometimes. So, well, and I yeah. think I, I'm so glad you brought that up because I, I really think that it, when it comes to business, applying this to business, I think that once we do understand the purpose behind why we play consistent music, um, then it's not about it's it you know then I get it like explain why it's almost like it's almost like um, people talk about sometimes certain if I'm not a mother to a human but I've heard parents say that there's a, like that point in in a young person's life where they're like why 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 and it's like I feel the same way when it comes to brand it's like and Simon Sinek shout out always to Simon Sinek the author of start with why when we do understand when we have a deeper understanding around why you make the decisions that you make and why the culture is the way it is and why we foil this way and why we balayage this way and why we serve beverages this way and why we show up this way and why we use this language and why we do all those things, then it becomes not about I like it or I don't. It's like, yeah, I agree. I believe in what you believe. And that's very Seth Godin tribes, which I'll just give Seth a shout out. You know, what do you believe? And if I believe what you believe, then we begin to build a culture, we begin to build a tribe. If I don't, then it doesn't matter what you say or what you do. I'm never going to jump on board. It's such a yeah, big I mean, business lesson. All those things. I mean, it's like, you guys, I'm not choosing this stuff. The brand, it's the brand. Right. Like take it the brand, you know, <laughs> it's, it's it. so, and then I was really happy because a couple of weeks ago, one of my uh, stylists just brought something to my attention, just something little. And she was like, I just don't want to protect the brand. Oh, and I, oh, that's like music to my ears. You know, is it, it weird like, that oh. I'm like going to cry like at this very moment? <laughs> I know it's like exactly you get it. So they do. They get it. Yeah, I know. That's I mean, what a great way to end this session. Oh my God. That's what it's all about. That's what it's all about. They get it. And so much of it, Katie has to do with your leadership and your um, commitment and your consistency and, and showing up for them every day and, and just having such clarity and focus around, around your brand. Uh, where can we find you on the internet? Can you share your pages with us? Yeah. So the, um, uh, my, my personal Instagram is Katie Teller here. Um, Teller is spelled with O-R, not E-R at the end. And then my, um, salon Instagram is abstract studio and that's spelled with a K-T at the end of abstract, not C-T. So those are, those are our handles. Katie, thank you so much. Thank you so much. Story. We love you. We're so grateful for you and I'm so proud of you. I appreciate you so much. 
Thank you, everyone, so much for listening. Have an awesome day wherever you are. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to today's podcast. To learn more about Passion Squared, you can visit us at passionsquared.net. You can find us on the gram and on Facebook at Passion Squared. And be sure to subscribe and share with your friends. We're so grateful. Thank you so much for joining us. Have an awesome day, guys. Love you.